Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues is the name of this here show, and we're thankful that you've chosen to join us. We'll be here for an hour and 25 minutes. Fred Jackson joining me. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. So, uh, Fred, you filled in for Sandy this morning? Filling in for Sandy. Sandy is uh, doing well in recovery. Yeah. And uh, Lord willing, should be back in the chair next week. Yeah, Sandy is one of a kind. She is. Sandy Rios, we're talking about, as far as her. I get emails every day. Right. She's following the news. Right. <laughs> she oh, yeah. Never stops. Never stops. She's yeah. a lovely lady, and we. she's director of governmental affairs. A lot of people don't know that for our ministry. Mm-hmm. So she represents us in our nation's capital, in addition to being the host of Sandy Rios in the morning. And you, sir, do a fine job. Well, thank you. Filling in for her uh, when you have an opportunity. I know I wouldn't want to be. I can't. I don't want to fly solo. That's why I need you two guys in here. So if I get distracted, you can, you know, you can say something important while I take care of my distraction. A lot to talk about today. If you want to watch uh, us on the internet, YouTube or Facebook is the place to go. YouTube or Facebook. Just type in today's issues there, and you can watch the show there. We live video stream, and uh, we post the stories that we talk about on our facebook page so if we talk about something you'll have the source of where we get where we're getting our information from mm-hmm. on our today's issues facebook page ray pritchard good morning ray hey tim how you doing man you're not an afterthought i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, just had a lot to talk about well, we've so been, far yeah we well we've been you know you've been traveling a lot and mm. and uh so i i just for a minute there, slipped my mind, brother. Ray. Out, out of sight, yeah. out of mind. It happens. <laughs> Ray, brother Ray's in Kansas City, Kansas. Give us a weather report for Kansas. Oh, it's it's eighty degrees. Yesterday it was a hundred and awful. Oh. Today the high is only going to be eighty six. So well, we a little a little cooling trend here. Okay, so Kansas you got your City. bike ride planned this afternoon? Yes, sir. I'm. I, in fact, when the program started, while you were talking, I was thinking I'm going to go ride my bike this afternoon. So yeah. Now you take the same path every day, or you? I go one of two directions. I either go from our house, I ride through Shawnee, and then there's a trail on the east side of Shawnee, or I put my bike in the car and I go out to a. There's a national recreation trail a few miles west of us, and. I think today I'm going to do the first option, ride through town to the, there's a trail by Creek. Really nice. Yeah. Hmm. Well, glad it's going to be pleasant weather for you. Isn't what, it amazing? What, what, 80, well, degree, like 80 degrees sounds good. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's the weather like in Tupelo this morning? Well, uh, you know, today is going to be 100, oh, 98. I don't know what oh, the yeah. humidity is. But it's too hard to it's too hot to do yard work. I know that. Uh, yes. Is it too hot for golf? Uh, my uncle says it's never too hot for golf. So that's <laughs> a proverb. Right. That's actually a proverb. I think. Uh, I don't know. If that's a the book. Bi- that's a song. Never <laughs> too hot for golf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. 
Uh, it's it's uh, let's see. Now, I did see some 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 nice weather. I say nice. Anything under ninety five would be considered a, yes. a cool off, right? For, yes. Yes. And and that goes for ninety percent of the people listening to me right now. You know, <laughs> who are from the Carolinas all the way out to Texas and Colorado. Uh, let's see. We got ninety. 99 today so we're going to escape the triple digits wow yeah but but yeah but uh, you know hey it's going to get down to 92 break oh, out nice. on sunday break yeah. out break out your jacket huh wear That's your right. sweater your sweater church. bundle up it's going to be 92 on sunday it feels <laughs> better on sunday listen i'm not complaining i love summertime oh yeah i do too and uh, I, I detest cold weather um so, Last couple of winters, I was just done with it. And I love the fact that it stays light till eight o'clock, you know, mm-hmm. or eight thirty or whatever yeah, like that's, that. That's good. Uh, there's nothing worse than about what is it? It's like December fifteenth, mm-hmm. and or right on through January, and yes, you get up and it's dark, and you leave <laughs> drive work, home, it's dark. You leave work and it's dark and it's cold. Uh-huh. Yes. So, all right. Well, uh, Christopher. Yes. You're our newsman. Yes. Bring forth unto us a message of hope. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is not a message. Who of is hope. the messenger of hope then? If not you, Chris. Um. The, 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 that was, that's your cue to talk about the first lady. Oh well, yes, it is. The She's first the messenger lady. of hope yes. for all Hispanics. Well, yes, we that's can. Right. You, we can do. Yes, let's go here because it will. It oh, will. Uh, okay. Start the set show. this up for us now. Uh, the, the first lady. Yes. Jill Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, traveled to Texas, right? She did. To speak uh, to who? She was uh, speaking to a primarily Latino audience, or Latinx, as people on the left now want they to refer to them. They don't call themselves that. Exactly. But, the yeah. people on the left refer yeah. to them as Latinx. A Latino audience, What was it some kind of a special group or something? Right. She was trying to do kind of an outreach to uh, the predominantly Latino community there in the San Antonio area. Okay. And the issue that we're talking about today is the fact that the first lady of the United States of America uh-huh. referred to Latinos as being as unique as breakfast tacos. I'm not making it up. Do we have this audio, We have Chris? the audio. Yes. This is First Lady Jill Biden okay. uh, talking to Latinos and saying they're as unique uh, okay. as the breakfast right. tacos in right. San Antonio. Let's hear from the First Lady. Clip one. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. (laughs) (laughs) You think she realized that the audience wasn't really... I don't think glad to hear they were being called tacos. I don't think she did, and the reason I say that is you got to go back months when she tried to say CC played uh, to to people to try they to almost do kind said of an CC Ryder. Well, yeah, different different uh, <laughs> different dialect. Uh, but yeah, the first lady several months ago tried to do a whole outreach to uh, okay Latinos and say just, CC played, and say, she butchered that phrase. Yeah, let me give you my take on this, Ray. You can comment on it. Sure, we're having fun with this. Listen. I am of the opinion that we Americans uh, get too offended at things that aren't intended to be offensive, but you you, you turn them in, you try to make it into that. Okay, mm-hmm. first lady right there is speaking to Latino voters, I guess, 
mm-hmm. primarily at an event. She didn't mean to offend people. Why would you go there and go, hey, I, you know, I think we need to fly out there to Texas, and I just really want to let these uh, Latino boaters have it, you know, and go back home uh, and offend them. Yeah. Um, so she didn't mean to call them tacos. But she did. But she did. <laughs> and that's funny, okay? Yes. Uh, that's funny because there was no mean-spirited attitude on the behalf of the First Lady. She just made a b- bad boo-boo, and it's worth, uh, it's worth laughing at. And I'm sure most Latinos laugh at that, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, people get too offended, Ray. Uh, well, well. We, we, we a- get so easily offended. Go ahead. Okay, number one, let the record show. I'm in favor of breakfast tacos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Ray. Hey, we all vote for that, too. We, we vote for yeah. that. N- number two, I'm not even sure how much diversity there is. I've only had one kind of breakfast taco in my life, so I'm not even sure what kind of illustration <laughs> that is. Uh, number three, we are way too sensitive. She yeah. just did what speakers do. She was trying right. to build a bridge to right. her audience. Right. It didn't work. It clunked. And by the way, she also mis didn't she mispronounce? She called them uh, bodegas. 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 Yeah. It's, it's bodegas, right? Yes. Yeah, that was a bad one. She's yes. got a PhD. She's in been hanging around. Way, she's right. been hanging around with Joe Biden too much. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of pronouncing pronouncing uh words I, she did not mean to no, offend anybody no. and we are too sensitive and she needs you know her prep team needs to work on that a little bit listen when they name a movie white men can't jump right right you know are, are all white men are we supposed to take offense at that and be have our feelings hurt fred and be able, <laughs> no. able to go on with life is that no. what we're supposed to do no hey so, listen uh the white house on her behalf did apologize this morning What'd they say? Uh, the first lady apologizes that her words conveyed anything but pure admiration and love right. for the Latino community. Yeah. So uh, they're putting that anyway, to rest. It's just it, a strain. It is. Yeah. I, I do take a little satisfaction out of somebody on the left doing that kind of thing, mm-hmm. blowing it, because when if somebody on the right does what she does, they say, you're a hater. You're a racist. You're a racist and yeah. a some kind of phobe, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? When when you know, uh, they they had no ill uh, right. meaning. Right. They they used to do this with President Trump all the time. Yeah. All the time. Anything he would say that 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 they that the liberal media could twist into saying that he's some kind of a a hater, they mm-hmm. would. When the when you know, if you listen to the context or what he said, he had no ill will toward the people he was talking about. All right, next story. All right. This this is the one uh, I was going to mention a minute ago, um, and it's it's not positive news. It's it's to kind of give you a mindset of where people are right now, especially after the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe v. Wade. Um, a majority of Democratic voters believe the Supreme Court is a racist, sexist institution that ought to be abolished, and that's according to a new poll commissioned by the Heartland Institute. New York Post picked this up. Um, And in a clear threat to the court's future, almost as many people ages 19 to 39 feel the same way. They want to, uh, 53% of Democrats are in favor of abolishing the current Supreme Court and replacing it with what they're calling a new democratically elected court with justices chosen by the American people directly. Does it say on there, uh, this was the Heartland Institute? It is. And it looks like Rasmussen participated as well. Rasmussen, they're a very credible polling firm. 
So they're saying that a majority of Democrats mm-hmm. of all ages? Yes, 19 to 39. And you kind of think, well, you know, whippersnappers. But 19 to 39 makes up a sizable chunk these days Okay, of that's the demographic. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, we don't know. Uh, above, above that age, we don't know how Democrats feel, Correct. right? Yes. Okay, but younger Democrats feel we need to ditch ditch the Supreme <laughs> Court. And you're going to have people running for you, Supreme Court. Okay. And replace, what are we going to replace, Ray, with, with these uh, young Communists think we're going to replace. Uh... They just want to get rid of the Supreme right. Court, <clears throat> Tim, because they don't agree with right. what these conservative justices have done. But the idea of a democratically elected uh, Supreme Court, if they if they think the Supreme Court is politicized now, yes. can you imagine what it would be like if we had justices running for office on nationwide tickets? Wow. Yeah, and I, I mean, once again, elections have consequences. So you, in one term, you would elect a group of liberals. The next term, you might elect a group of conservatives. Um, no, it's, it's not going to work. Listen, they're upset about the Roe v. Wade decision. That's fine. You're allowed, it's free country, you're allowed to be upset. But just because there's one decision that you don't like, we want to change the whole system. Uh, they spoiled brats is what they are. Yes, they want everything their way. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to pitch fit. Yeah, and I, I mean there is a there is an answer to this uh, during the election. You know, if Joe Biden wants to go out and say I'm only going to nominate a certain group of people with an ideology that agrees with well, me. Uh, also, Fine. a lot of these younger people, by younger thirty nine and under, right here, Democrats in particular, they don't have a clue about our history. Yes about why we have a Supreme Court, why we have separation of powers. Right. Uh, you know, none of that. They just know they that, that the Supreme Court did something I don't like, so therefore shut them down. Yep. <laughs> shut one of the three branches of our government, get rid of it because they did so they did something I disagree with. But but they're getting their example this age group that you talked about. Right. They're getting their example, though, from some of the senior people in the Democratic Party. Oh, that's true. Because you have people like Chuck Schumer, who is, t- you know, we're going to pack the court. Right. Uh, we're going to pack the court, or we're going to get rid of the filibuster. You know, we're going to change everything because we don't like a decision made by the court. So uh, they're getting their example from more senior people. One yeah. of the things that's uh, stood out to me for several weeks now, going back to the push to pack the court, add justices to the court, a lot of the people in favor of this, or at least those open to the idea of having a debate about it, they've talked about how the court is politicized, yeah. and we need to fix that. How in the world is electing justices not politicizing the court? Yeah, yeah You, you already have people <clears throat> running know. for president saying, I'll put these people on the court. This is only going to make it that much more. <clears throat> this is the reason people are going to go vote now, if yeah. they go in this direction. Yeah. Well, thankfully, these uh, people are in a, a vast minority, but still, uh, that's kind of scary. It's that, concerning the yeah, number. I say vast it, minority, it, maybe not, but they're they're you know I don't know I don't know what the demographic represents. Ten percent of the public, mm-hmm. a general public, but still, yeah, you're right, Ray. Yeah. All right, Chris, what else you got? Well, uh, let's mention this because there's been this uh, situation in the news for several days uh, involving this Bogada, as First Lady Joe Biden might call it, <laughs> a bodega there in New York City, uh, where you had an incident involving a customer and the shop owner. Shop owner ends up in jail over the uh, altercation between the customer uh, and the bodega. I had to 
stop myself, the bodega um, owner, uh, the shop guy. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have been critical of how New York City has handled this situation. Uh, the fact that the uh, the owner or the store clerk was put in jail for um, the altercation and what happened there. Now, I've got some audio here. It's former Florida Attorney General and former that, Special Advisor to Trump, uh, Pam Bondi. Let, let me set this, this up okay. just a little bit clear for those okay. who don't know. And th- this this has become a national story. You know what we're talking about, Ray? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, I read it on the New York Post. You can read it on the Daily Mail or Fox News. Yeah. We've got something at mm-hmm. One News Now. I mean, AFN. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened, folks, is uh, a small convenience store on a street in New York is in Philadelphia and some other places is called a what? A bodega. It's okay. like a, a, a small bodega, convenience store. And there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. In these big in these big cities. All right, so uh, a woman goes in and uh, wants potato chips, and she doesn't have enough money on her EBT card, and she gets all upset, and she's complaining to the owner. And the owner says, "The owner's sixty-two year old. I, his name is Alba. He's a Dominican. Uh, yeah, I, Jose I, Alba." Uh, yeah. 61 he, years old. Okay, he came to the United States 30 years ago. Dominican Republic. From the Dominican Republic. Is a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. So the woman complains that her EBT card was not accepted. And she says she's going to sick, I'm paraphrasing, she's going to sick her boyfriend mm-hmm. on the owner who's rejecting, who's not accepting her EBT card. Well, it's, it's just rejected. Mm-hmm. So this guy, her boyfriend, comes back. Behind, there's a black fella about 20, how old is he? 20? Probably uh, late 30s, but he's a seasoned criminal. He's, yes. He's a, he has a, he's a bit paroled for attacking a police officer. He's, uh, a, he's a big dude. Looks yeah. like to me, looks like to me he's about 6'2". He's towering over the... So he got a 22, 25-year-old going after a 62-year-old and uh, start, goes behind the counter. Yes. To, to to confront him, and that's when the uh, the man they get into as you say an altercation, and the sixty two year old man stabs the 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 guy that I'm talking mm-hmm. about, and he ends up dying. Yes, of the the guy because he you know I guess he stabbed him in the right in the heart or something. So the police come and they arrest the sixty two year old. Yes, charged okay. with murder. And charge him with murder, $500,000 bail. I mean, the DA there, who's mm-hmm. otherwise soft on crime in New York, Bragg is his name, is going after this guy. Mm-hmm. But really only in defending himself. Yeah. So that's the story yes. we're talking about. And the reason it's become a national story, basically, is because this, uh, this kind of soft on crime attitude by district attorneys all over America is making national National and there's one more element to yeah, this. Yeah, go ahead. The other element is the girlfriend ends up, she stabbed the store owner. While he's uh, protecting him, defending himself. Yes, she stabbed. And this she, uh, district attorney has said, I'm not going to charge her with anything. No, no. So that's what we're about to hear. Who are we about to hear? This is former uh, Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi, who worked for the Trump administration, clip three. Florida, of course, we have stand your ground, which is even a higher standard to protect law-abiding citizens. 
in their homes, wherever they are, that they don't have to retreat. But here, he doesn't even need that extra protection. This gentleman was working in his store, doing nothing wrong. He was 61 years old. And these people came in and tried, they robbed him. And if he had not fought back, Steve, we would be sitting here today talking about another murder in New York City by a bad guy running in, killing a worker in a store. Yeah. And this is, it's outrageous. Um, he should have never been charged. And especially, Steve, even if they're, even if that DA is looking at, at the charges and investigating it and trying to see if there's more surveillance video, why in the world would they put a half a million dollar bond mm. initially right. on this law-abiding family man? Yeah, she's right. And, and this is what has so many Americans upset. These soft-on-crime district attorneys letting the bad guys go and not punishing them when they commit a crime again. Yeah. This guy was out. The girlfriend is stabbed. This shop owner, she's not even charged, but he ends up being charged with murder. The Bodega Association of New York is meeting with that district mm. attorney today saying, you know, we're just not going to put up with this. Right. Well, you got a couple of questions here. Number one, this all started because the woman didn't have enough money on her card, right? Mm -hmm. So what? whatever else you can say, it is not the fault of the 62-year-old man behind the counter that she doesn't have enough money on her card. So she gets angry. So we're going to ask, how come, you know, what was this woman thinking when she threatens to have her boyfriend come? Number two, when you send your boyfriend in, it's one thing if he's shouting from the other side of the counter, right? Mm -hmm. That's one thing. But to have a guy come around the counter in that situation, Tim, that seems to me like a life-threatening kind of situation. You've got a young guy, much stronger than the guy 62. Right. What do they expect the man to do? Right. He's acting in self-defense. How could this possibly this lead to any kind of charges at all? I know. You can go and watch this on video. It's all on videotape. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so, anyway, uh Unless these big cities, and they did this in San Francisco recently, unless these big cities change their district attorneys, district attorneys should be elected, mm. I think, directly by the people. Uh, sometime, in New York, I think they're – is he elected or appointed? I think he's appointed, didn't he? Or I'm not sure. He elect anyway, they should be directly responsive, resp uh, responsible to the voters – uh, because this is very dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, what you've adopted since George Floyd, since George Floyd's situation, America's been spiraling out of control. Because what happened there, the 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 uh, social justice warriors used and abused that situation, which was horrible. Not the way George Floyd died, mm -hmm. and the. And the officers who were responsible for his death there are suffering the consequences. Mm -hmm. So justice was served. Yes. But what happened nationally as a result of that was uh, the social justice, I put that in quotations, movement and the defund the police movement, the consequences of that were wreaking havoc yes. all over. And, and George Soros' money to elect these district attorneys. Uh, 
who basically are having turnstile criminal activity, no bail, no cash bail for a lot of these people. Yep. They just, they're just repeat offenders over and over again until they end up killing somebody most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, so the consequences of defund the police by defund, I mean, there's been big cities all over America that have cut their police force and the funding for their police force. So you do that couple with letting the criminals back out on the streets so easily, then you got a disaster. And that's what's happening with violent crime all over America. We'll be back momentarily. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Jericho, Nazareth, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, all these places you've heard about your whole life. You've read about them in the Bible. Well, guess what? We're going to go see them. That's right. March 2023, we're going to go to the Holy Land. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. You know, my dad started taking tours to Israel as a Methodist pastor in the late 60s. And uh, then he taught me how to lead tour groups and I started helping him in the 80s and then he stopped doing them in the 90s and then my wife and I have been doing them ever since. So we have a lot of experience traveling to Israel and we would love for you to come with us in March 2023. The itinerary, the cost, everything about the tour is available at twholyland.com. Just go to the website right now, twholyland.com for all the information on the March 2023 trip to Israel. Hello Americans, I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. Brandy Batone of Plano, Texas, was pulled over the other day, fined more than $200 for driving in the carpool lane. That's a no-no. But Mrs. Batone says she has every right to be in that lane because she's 34 weeks pregnant, and she told the deputy sheriff her unborn baby should count as a passenger. Now, according to Texas law, an unborn child is in fact a human being who is alive, and she plans on fighting the ticket. It's raised a very interesting argument on radio station talk shows. One caller made an interesting point. He said the whole point of a carpool lane is to reduce traffic congestion. So unless there are unborn babies driving Nissans, well, the soon-to-be mom may have to pay a fine. That's what the caller says. What say you, America? My latest book is a must-read, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. It's available at your favorite bookstore and toddstarns.com. This only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Psalm 27, verse 4. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the radio program, Today's Issues, on the American Family Radio Network. If you want to send us an email, comments at AFR.net is the address. Comments at AFR.net is our email address. Fred, you were going to comment on the story we were talking about before the break? Yeah, you, well, you were talking about the George Floyd's death and, and what has spiraled out of that. Uh, no cash bail. And all. This is a story out of Michigan this morning. And I'm reading from an Associated Press story here. Michigan's largest district court and bail reform advocates have agreed to settle a federal class action lawsuit over cash bail practices, which activists say routinely and unconstitutionally jail poor and working class defendants despite evidence of their inability to pay. Both sides say the reforms to be announced today, Tuesday, strike at racial inequality in the criminal legal system. On any given day in Detroit, the nation's uh, blackest city, nearly three-quarters of those jailed are black, a proportion much higher than their share of the population. Now, that's just two paragraphs of this story. There's a way to stay out of jail, and it has nothing to do with bail. Didn't mean that to rhyme. The way to stay out of jail is not do the crime. That's what they're not. You notice they're not dealing with that here. They're not dealing with the fact that people have committed an offense. They're making the story all about these people can't afford the bail. Therefore, it's an injustice for them to be in there. Yeah. Don't well, don't commit that, the crime. Yeah, don't commit the crime. They would say, well, they haven't been convicted of the crime, and it's not fair for them to stay in jail because they don't have the money to pay the bail. Um, I don't I don't buy that, no. but that's what the left... Uh, but it goes uh, to your what yeah. you were saying. Yeah, it's on... Ray, go ahead. Your thoughts on this? Well, Fred, you, you hit it right there. If you... What? You know the old saying, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime? Yeah. If, right. if you want to stay out of jail, then stay out of trouble. And then the bail question will just completely go away, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? These, as I say, I keep saying, quote, these big cities, I use that expression a lot. And I don't know how exactly I would define that. Uh, Probably a, I don't know, a million, two million plus uh, in a metro area. Uh, That's where a majority of the crime goes on in America. If you look at the numbers, violent crime, I'm talking about in Mm -hmm. particular. And so those, the the citizens that live there uh, are going to have to decide for themselves whether they're going to tolerate this increase uh, uh, in, in violent crime in their neighborhoods and their communities, which are spreading out, which is spreading out to the suburbs because they get to vote on their leaders Mm-hmm. And they decide whether they want to subscribe to this social justice idea, defund the police idea, or do they want to be law and order folks? Well, it's also the way the Associated Press, the words they use. This Un- Associated Press? Yeah, unconstitutionally jail poor and working class defendants. Where does it say in the Constitution that 
based on someone, how much money they have in the bank, they can't be put in jail. Right. No, I agree. Un- totally. Un- but AP calls it unconstitutionally. That That's well, not, well, that's Associated Press? Yes. And that story, if it's published by Associated Press, goes all over the world. Yes. And uh, usually in its original form. So people, what you're saying, people reading that and they get the impression that. Somewhere it, in the Constitution, it says it's, you it's can't un- put It's unconstitutional to put somebody in jail because they're poor. Yeah. But That's not true. It's not true. No, no. But this is the way they write these stories. They want to frame this, that somehow the system is against people who don't have a certain amount of money in the bank. I, as you guys say, then don't commit crimes. Don't. Stay out of jail. Don't commit crimes. There's, a lot of these things that the liberals complain about, there are simple solutions. Um, if you don't want abortion, don't get pregnant. Yes. I mean, if you, huh? huh? Mm-hmm. There are ways not to get pregnant. Yes. Multiple ways not to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I don't, the, these women who are acting, the, who are com- screaming to have, and some of these men about abortion, mm-hmm. my body, my choice. Well, what about your body, your choice when you decide to engage in activity, which leads to a, a, a new creation of life? That's right. Huh? That's right. Isn't there a choice there too? Mm-hmm. Sure is. So, uh, the, the crime don't, don't commit. If you don't want to get in trouble with the law, don't get involved in criminal activity period. Okay. So there's, uh, but they, a lot of liberal responses to things are to excuse, give excuses. Yes. They want to give excuses for why people do what they do. Yes. They get themselves in trouble and then they want to say, we need to be tolerant of their behavior because they are poor or they're a minority, or they uh, are disadvantaged in a way that gives it. The, so they should have a free pass for committing crime. Yeah. That's the social justice yeah. mentality, and that's why they have stopped using the word equality in the legal system. They have. They stopped using the word equality. It's all about equity now. Equity. What does that mean? Well, and, and that's where that second <clears throat> paragraph of the story comes in is that they are upset that nearly three-quarters of those jailed are black, a proportion much higher than their share of the population. Where is this? Nationally? This this is Michigan. Oh, in Michigan. Yes. Okay. All right. So they're saying because three-quarters of the people in the jail on any given day are black, that is in itself an injustice. Why? Well, Why would they say? Well, because blacks don't represent three-quarters of the population on any given day. What does that have to do with anything? It does I, I'm just asking you questions yes, so, so that they can be answered. That's right. But, so that's, that's where they bring the equity in. There's no equity. You, you, can't, you can't have a quota system for prison. But that's, that's what rid- they want. That's ridiculous. Huh? That's what they, but that's what they want. Well, that's, that's idiotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh? Well, yeah. But you need to, people get punished based on the crimes they commit. Now, mm-hmm. if you can demonstrate that there's some sort of uh, people get off uh, of That crime. they're intentionally overlooking crimes by one group. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And intentionally going, trying to find crimes in yes. another group. Yes. Yeah, then you'd have something, right? That's, That's right, Ray. That's what I meant to say. Thank but that, go, that goes to the argument. I'm all for equality in the manifestation. Equal justice under the law. Yes, I'm all for equal. But they, 
the, the big term now on the left is equity, equity, equity. You're seeing that over and over and yeah. over again. All right. Uh, next story, Chris. Well, um, I mentioned uh, these two speeches last week in a segment we had here on the show, and I've got more reaction to the convention itself. I want to set this up in two sound bites. Uh, the National Education Association had a big gathering last week. That's the largest week. teachers' union in America. Yes. They had a big gathering last week, first gathering in a long time because of code policies and whatnot. Vice President Kamala Harris was there. She criticized Republicans and state-led efforts to reform education policies. Becky Pringle took a shot at Florida's so-called Don't Say Gay Bill. Uh, and so now you're going to hear a couple of speeches. Uh, you're going to hear beginning with, it begins with Vice President Kamala Harris, and it's going to end with Becky Pringle, clip four. These so-called leaders have tried to make you pawns of their political agenda. Because while you work hard to inspire the dreams and ambitions of our next generation, they dare question your dedication, your motivation, and your value. We will say gay, we will say trans, we will use the words that validate our students and their families, words that encourage them to walk in their authenticity, to love themselves fully, to become who they are meant to be. Now, I want to play one more soundbite, and we'll get everybody's That's thoughts here. That was yeah. inspirational. Yeah, it wow. was. Well, you know, you heard Becky Pringle getting some applause there, and when yeah. you watch it on video, you'll see that not everybody in attendance was standing up and cheering. Right. Uh, one of those people not standing up and cheering uh, is a California-based public school teacher named Brenda Lebsack. She was attending this virtually, uh, but she was not applauding Becky Pringle's comments by any stretch. And I spoke to uh, <clears throat> Brenda yesterday about her concerns from the recent NEA gathering, Clip 5. The NEA is definitely a lobbying arm of the Democratic Party because all of the motions um, that we discussed were basically how to promote their goals, how to use classrooms as a place um, to either promote their radical gender identity politics, politics of any kind, whether it be um, racial and also, um, you know, gun control. And that was the main speakers, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris, um, the president, Becky Pringle, our executive director, Kim Anderson, um, they basically all promoted the Democratic side, party side and demonized anyone who didn't um, go along with their views, calling them extremists and, um, you know, just, yeah, definite, a definite demonization. That's a, uh, she, that was a, what was her name? Uh, Brenda Lebsack. She was an attendee at the National Education Association yes. National Convention in mm -hmm. Chicago last week. Yes. Uh, now, the NEA used to be, they're still the largest teachers union. Is that true? Yeah. They second? Uh, them and American Federation of Teachers are the two okay. big ones. They used to have a lot more clout than they do. Uh, you know, they're still influential. I'm not saying they aren't, they right. aren't but, uh, but anyway, very, very left wing. Uh, yeah, they're hand in glove with the Democratic Party. Yeah, and a lot of public school teachers just said, you know what, I'm not paying to that. I, I, I'm, I'm not paying dues to support left wing politics. Mm -hmm. If I pay my dues as a as a mm -hmm. union for a teacher, I want my association to talk about better pay and better working conditions and those kinds of things, right. not supporting the left wing. Uh, ideology.
Yeah. So next story, Chris. Well, uh, let's mention this because it's going to continue to get uh, news coverage as more and more companies continue to push COVID shots on people despite their religious or other objections. I've got some audio here from Barbara Andreas. Uh, she is a Disney employee that is part of a group of employees suing Disney over alleged religious discrimination. Disney says you got to get COVID shots. These people say we have a religious objection. Disney says you got to get them anyway. And now Barbara Andreas is among the group that's suing Disney, uh, and she shared a bit of her concerns today, clip seven. I wish I could say that they respond with um, diversity and inclusion like they preach, but unfortunately we were met with a lot of silence, a lot of backlash, a lot of retaliation. Um, I personally did an early on interrogation call after I submitted my uh, religious beliefs in writing. Um, and since then, it was met with silence. The company imposed a deadline. We followed the deadline. It came and went, and again, more silent. I was called out by my GM um, at my complex for not having done or taken the vaccine, uh, just singled out, kind of uh, <laughs> made to feel like I'm a, a bad person, a bad leader, and, and totally singled yeah. out. It was very uncomfortable. Um, and how they treated us was just very unfair. It feels like Disney is getting closer and closer to not wanting Christians there, not in their parks, not on their payroll. Uh, okay. First of all, let me just tell folks again, if you just joined us, the program you're listening to is Today's Issues, and you're listening to the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward and Ray Pritchard. So, the right there, what was the lady's name? Barbara Andreas. She's an employee for Disney, mm -hmm. and she's suing them because they're making her get the COVID shot? Yes. Let me ask you this, uh, fellas. Uh, I don't think you need a religious objection to this. Just to, I, I, I would say... Maybe maybe this uh, it's a way to, I don't know. I would say just tell, try to tell Disney. I don't know if she has a leg to stand on, quite frankly, legally, because the Supreme Court, even the Supreme Court, has said employers can mandate shots for their employees. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope she wins, but I'm just saying I doubt it very seriously. But I mean, why don't you just say I don't want to take it because it's an experimental shot that I don't know what the long-term uh, health effects are going to be. Uh, so that's my objection go ahead and uh i would also say to my employer if i was this young lady hey uh, i agree with the pro-abortions on this my body my choice red that was good how often have you heard that in the last few weeks especially right you That's hear true. you see it on the placard so you just say my body my choice about the yeah. covid shots my body my choice Biden right. said it on Friday when he announced his executive order, which right. doesn't do anything. Right. You think this uh, the the COVID shot requirements are going to go away? That now that COVID is not nearly as uh, prevalent or as dangerous as it once was. On the one hand, Tim, we certainly can hope that that's going to happen, that these requirements are eventually going to be removed. But you know, I see that the government wants to extend the quote emergency authorization for a COVID. They, they want to do that this Friday. I think the government is fully, the administration, let's put it that way, fully invested in keeping us in national crisis mode as long as possible because they can justify any number of extreme measures that way. And, you know, back to the thing on Disney, Tim, the, that last sentence is the one that's really concerning. 
They're making it more and more difficult for Christians to support Disney, to visit Disney, and to work at Disney. That's really the long-term issue here. Mm-hmm. True. I, I think also the other element in this, and in Canada, uh, it's they're they're moving beyond. You know, the statement down here is, "If are you fully vaxxed? Are you fully vaxxed? Mm-hmm. That's not good enough anymore. Are you up to date?" Now the government is moving to a stipulation, are you up to date? So it's not enough to have a couple of vax, a couple of boosters. No, every nine months we want you to have. And if your little card that you carry doesn't have, in the last nine months I've had my booster, that's going to make you persona non grata. I think it's more, I think I believe this is more about control over mm-hmm. the population than it is based on science, Tim. I don't think there's a science. Well, listen, to this. when the when the COVID vaccine shot does not keep you from getting COVID, and it doesn't keep you from spreading COVID, then what's the point? That's right. right. What is the point? What was the point of all the lockdowns? What was the point of right. of, of of forcing kids to to, to right. do TV by Zoom and shutting down the public schools and all the rest? What was the point right. of that? Right, right. And here we are, and we were told when the vaccine shots came out, you know, here's the answer yep. to the spread of COVID. And, hey, who wasn't cheering that idea on? <laughs> you know, we were all tired of COVID. If we got a shot, they can prevent it. Not that I would force people to get it. Don't misunderstand me. But still, the fact that then, you know, you're saying, uh, you know, th- thank the Lord. Mm. We stopped this pandemic. But then as it turned out, nope. Did it stop the spread? Nope. Did it stop you from getting it? Nope. Then is it still experimental stuff that you're putting in your body? Yep. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 you know, it may not have long-term consequences in people, but, but it may. Well, how, how many times have we seen this? I've mentioned this before. How yeah. many times you watch TV, you watch TV. Uh, I watch TV. Uh, my wife and I do at night sometimes. Oh, they got commercials in the middle of the show. What do the commercials say? If you contacted, uh, you know, if you use so-and-so, so-and-so between the years of so-and-so, so-and-so, mm-hmm. contact the law firm of so-and-so, so-and-so, uh, if your right arm has fallen off because you <laughs> drank drank this right. particular medicine, you know what I'm saying? The other day they were saying this was not exactly the same. This is not exactly a perfect analogy, but today, the other day I'm, I'm seeing an advertisement for <clears throat> uh, servicemen who were at Camp Lejeune. In uh, North Carolina, Marine, right? Mm-hmm. The Marines. Between the years of so-and-so, so-and-so, they had lead in their water or something like that. And there, there's a big class action lawsuit yeah. there. I'm just saying we, we, we learn things down the road about drugs that at the time are called safe and effective that 10 years, 20 years down the road, after more tests and more results and life experiences, people look back and go, well, you know, that wasn't so good after all. Yeah. And especially when something's called, quote, experimental. Yes. It does make you a little nervous. Well, and here's the thing, Tim. You just mentioned the ads we all see on TV for yeah. latest drug pill. Right, right. And they all they have to follow by law, but you need to be aware of possible complications, and they do, do this long list. All right. I think the American public might feel a little bit more secure if the government tomorrow um, said, you know, we 
we released all of these drug companies from liability, so they would develop. That these was vaccines. true. They the, released the, 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 those who, create, who created the vaccine shots. The companies that created the vaccine shots were exempt from lawsuits, right? That is right. So tomorrow, if the Biden administration says, hey, you know what, we're going to end that, we're so confident. Are, are they? Are they really going to? No, no, no. Oh, okay. You're saying if. If. We're so confident in these vaccines. We're so confident they're safe. Right. We're going to take that liability freedom away from these drug companies. They're going to be held accountable like every other drug company for the vaccines now, if there are complications, we're going to hold them accountable for complications, whether it's heart issues or whatever the case may be. We're going to hold them accountable. Guess what would happen? Those drug companies was we're we're ending the sale of these things right now because we don't want to be held accountable for the complications. Right now, they're accountable free. Yeah. Yeah, I I just the whole idea of forcing people to get these shots. If you want to get the shots, go for it. Okay, yeah. you do your own homework. Talk to your doctor. Uh, you know what? But I what? And 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 I think the people who made the the, the they were all, everybody had the best interest of the country and the nation at heart. We were all you know the the pharmaceutical. I, I people may not agree with this. That's okay. The pharmaceutical companies and everybody. And I don't have a problem with, uh, but but we were but we were misled on two things in particular. We were misled on that the shot keeps you from getting COVID. Remember Biden spouting that off? Absolutely. And then we were told it keeps you from spreading COVID. Mm-hmm. Right? Am mm-hmm. I right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Neither one of those things turned out to be true. And I'm just saying, I would like to see Ray those who keep promoting the shots as everybody has to get them or else you're going to lose your job or be fined or you're a bad person. I would like to see some acknowledgement on the part of the Dr. Fauci's of the world. You know what? We were wrong on the fact that you can't spread it. No, don't hold your breath. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'd like to see some humility on their part. Yeah. You know, to your point about Joe Biden, I remember him. Coming out there at the White House, do your patriotic duty. Get the shot. Your patriotic duty for your fellow American. Yeah. You know, uh, as I say, uh, getting the shot or not getting a shot doesn't make you any uh, better or worse a person. Everybody has to do their own homework, (laughs) make their own decisions. I I just don't like the self-righteousness on the part of the... Force it the, uh, on the force everybody to get the COVID shot crowd when uh, when they when they, when what they have said and promoted has turned out to be not true on several occasions. That's what I'm saying. So if you want to say to me, okay, get the COVID vaccine shot uh, because tests have shown to date <laughs> that it's safe and effective, fine, say that. Mm-hmm. If you want to say that, but don't say. Uh, something that's still called experimental. That's right, Ray, isn't it? Still experimental. Well, sure, sure. Okay. And research is, new research is coming in on a daily basis now. And the results, they certainly, they they certainly have raised legitimate questions about the research that led to the vaccine and legitimate questions about the efficacy of the vaccine. Yeah. 
That stuff's coming in every day. Yeah. Next story, Chris. Well, Chris, um, you got any good news over there, my friend? Just uh, pull it. I don't. Make something up. No, no. Huh? This is not NPR. Huh? Uh, I don't have okay. anything. Uh, well, uh, if you want some good news, gas does continue to go down. What is it now? National the national average. average for a gallon of regular gasoline is $4.65. That's according to AAA. A week ago, four eighty. Why is it going down, Chris? Well, it uh, it goes down for a number of reasons. Um, Biden. It, well, the, the... Because Biden has nothing to do... With it going up, but, but he has everything to do with, to do it, with it coming down. Yeah. All, anything that's positive <laughs> was him. Anything right. that he thinks is bad right. is somebody else's that's, fault. That's, it's been that way that's for 50 years. Right. That seems fair. 50 that's, years from now, Joe Biden will still be blaming it on somebody fairness, else. fairness, that's every politician. But it yeah. is in good take news. Credit, yeah. Take credit for the good and don't take yes. credit oh, yeah. for the bad. Go and, ahead. In this market here, I have to say, I, I passed mm-hmm. a gas station yesterday in our market here in Tupelo, Mississippi, 385. Whoa, three eighty-five uh, for Under regular. Four. Fabulous. Yeah, my wife saved eighty cents a gallon the Did other day. Did you say fabulous? Yeah, yeah. Three eighty-five. Well, it, hey, right. I, I guess I, I'm thinking here in Kansas City, right? It's four forty, four fifty. Oh, okay. So three eighty-five sounds pretty good to you. Sounds pretty good. Sounds. It sounds. I'll take that today. Yeah. I'll or take you can get. Uh, you can get a. Uh, a lot of ga- uh, gas per mile if you ride your. Bicycle. There. We were in, we were in Chicago over the weekend, yeah. Tim, and paid five fifty a gallon. Are you oh. serious? Oh, yeah, yeah I'm totally You were serious. in Chicago over the weekend and didn't yeah, yeah. get carjacked. <laughs> Congratulations! We, 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 we stayed in the distant suburbs. Oh. Okay. <laughs> if you can go to Chicago and not get carjacked, I, it's a good weekend. Right? I consider weekend. that safe and effective. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, so Chris, thank you. You done it. A great job today, Chris. I'll, I'll bring in I'll bring in one good story tomorrow. That's my goal. <laughs> okay, or next time I'm on, whenever right. Brent has me on. We're going to take a short break right here for for news and uh, popcorn, <laughs> and we we shall return with uh, Steve Jordahl coming up in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.